Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedy coming to you live from Orange County, California. I said, oops, because I forgot to put up the frame, but we don't need the frame today. Yeah. Other than we don't have our names that. down below. ResurrectMinistry.com is where you're going to go to find all of our content on all the different networks we are on. I'm Hedy and that's Andy. Yes. We don't have our names. And we're husband and wife. <laughs> Some people ask that. We're just boyfriend and girlfriend living in sin and doing a Christian podcast. Right. That'd be crazy, wouldn't it? Not so crazy. I guess some people do it, but yeah. Well, we're happy to have you and uh, on our show visiting us. And what we uh, want you to do is to comment and to let us know where you're watching from, because we are broadcasting live on four different channels on Facebook, LinkedIn, which is new. This is our second broadcast on LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, of course, Twitter and Rumble. Wait a minute. Twitter is not on there. I didn't click Twitter. We're on Twitch and Rumble <laughs> today. For some reason, Twitter doesn't get us. Nobody really cares because we've learned that through Elon Musk's um, uh, through Elon Musk that apparently half the people that they claim are on Twitter are not. They're all bots. Oh, right. So there's only a a fraction of the people that they claim to have on Twitter. So it's okay. There's not very many people on there. They took away half of Biden's uh, uh, supporters, supporters, (laughs) half half of his supporters. On, on Twitter, our, our bots. Oh, my gosh. We got political really quick. How do you do that, Hedia? You go to the political thought I, so I, fast. I am. I'm speechless. All right. Actually, we did pretty good today. We went to um, Lampos Pizza for a cheerleading gathering for parents to get to know one another. Yes. And we got to know uh, at least two new people. The other yes. people across from us we met at the, at the thing. But we got the, to get to know them better. Now we got to know them better, and we shared some stories. And then, of course, one of them gets into well, the school board, and and you know, I've been at the school board, and it's like a non-police person talking about police work, and then pretending they know something that they don't know. And I'm going, I want to call them out. And here was that same thing. They were, they wanted to talk about the school board, and they were saying nonsense. <laughs> It was bad. And it was, I didn't even have to look over at Andy because I knew he was thinking what I was thinking. And we were doing uh, the calculation in our heads. Do we say something? Is it going to go well? No. We're there to make friends. Yeah. (laughs) And this, and this woman had a potty mouth. And so I, we both thought to ourselves independently without even talking about it, that we say something and and this can get ugly real quick yeah and i have a real thing about that I, I don't know when it started it was years ago but um yeah i mean there's times when you can use a a cuss word i think to in- accentuate a point with other adults and maybe even sometimes with the kids i'll maybe use something very strong to make, make them listen to me but it's it's rare um you used to cuss a lot i did yeah you totally stopped oh i don't remember that. <laughs> A lot. Well, not, not, not the bad words, the, the little bad words, like the S word and A word. Hmm. Yeah, I never said the F word. Oh. No, that was not part of my vocabulary. Oh. With you and I, sometimes we'll say it just to kind of like, oh, that mother of mm. pearl. <laughs> not anymore. We've gotten a lot better, folks. Yes. Um, but, um, yeah, we 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 just um, didn't, we stayed silent. Yeah. It wasn't. Sometimes you have to. What is it that, that scripture says about when you are with company that you are so, you know, I think it has to do with food in, in the case of the Bible, where it talks about 
pork or something like that. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I wrong? Or am yes. I, um, what, what does the Bible say about that? That when you're in mixed company, uh, what is, what is, well, it's actually, and it, that's not technically mixed company because yeah. she was a believer. So it was don't make people feel bad about what they eat um, because uh, because some people may choose to not eat or abstain drink and, and food they may choose to abstain based on Old Testament like uh, Mosaic law. Mm-hmm. So don't don't bother somebody because they choose to follow it or not follow it. You know, you just know your intentions and they're doing it for their intentions. But it says good people are corrupted by bad character, <laughs> right? We read that the other day. <laughs> yeah. And it also says, don't throw pearls to swine. Mm-hmm. Like don't waste good words on somebody who's just not going to get it. Right. So. Yeah. Because again, and I don't know how biblical this, what our discussion is right now, or if it may be or may not be, but when you're, we're in this situation, this is the reason we were there was to do one thing. And that was to meet other parents that were part of the cheer team, the next right. year's cheer team. And and speaking out about something that just really was not going to go anywhere, it was not going to change any minds. It wasn't going to make any. It wasn't going to make us any friends, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think you could. And, and now to bring it to a biblical aspect, it's the same thing with our faith, right? If we had been sitting with a bunch of atheists, Jack would have been very happy. Yeah, he goes, make friends with atheists, right? But I would have. But that's an opportunity to actually use the gospel. To me, they're very different mm. because we will. I am willing to put myself in an uncomfortable situation for Jesus, but not for anything else. Is there a point to do that? Do you do that in, in first meeting? You, you do it by prompting of the Holy Spirit. I would never do it uh-huh. unless I'm prompted by the Holy Spirit. So at, uh, remember we were at a restaurant in Fullerton and we sat near right? a guy that an, was the Indian guy. Hindu Indian guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. We knew that we were there to meet him. Necessarily. God put us there. Maybe right. The reason we were there was, for you and I, we were there on a date. Yeah. And, uh, and I had then, no problem saying something yeah. to him. But in, in this situation, you think it's different because this situation we were brought into that we, we probably will have future connections and future opportunity to speak about Christianity to a person who is a Catholic or the Christian faith. Is there a difference that in this situation, we know this is a meet and greet for the first time because we're going into something where we're going to have other events together, other opportunity to speak to them that maybe not the first day do we go to a place where they, they avoid us. The we all, <laughs> we all have different, I mean, everybody has a different perspective. My mm. personal perspective is if I find an open door and a prompting of the Holy spirit, I will talk about Jesus anywhere and I'll defend Jesus at all costs. But because what she was upset about was something political, I wasn't willing to die on that yeah. hill. But we had the truth. We did. And, and it would just, it, we, it, she did not know what she was talking about. And we would have gotten in a, a rabble rouser in order to prove our point. And so it just didn't seem, it just didn't seem like. So I think time. the important thing to take away from the teachings of, of God is discernment. Discernment. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Great so, discussion. All right. That's all folks. You. Talk to you later. Bye. No. <laughs> our scripture day. <laughs> Lucky for you that we started off. We, Took a little time, but the devotional short. Yeah, <laughs> very short. Uh, I'm getting spoiled by these short ones. I'm going to be very sad when they go to a two-pager. Haven't had, we haven't had a two-pager in a long time. But we're in Smith Wigglesworth devotional for May 20th. Uh, the title of today's devotional is Standing Firm Through Trials. Good one. The uh, reference is Malachi 3.2. We are so rarely in Malachi. 
Right. If ever. Have we ever been in Malachi before? Not that I remember. I don't think so. Uh, Malachi 3.2 says, but who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a launderer's soap. The scripture reading is Malachi 3. Praising God in a meeting is a different thing than thanking him for the trials you face in your life. There must be no perishing through we are tried by fire. What is going to appear at the appearing of Jesus? Faith. Your heart will be established by the grace of the Spirit, which doesn't crush, but refines, doesn't destroy, but enlarges. Oh, beloved, the enemy is a defeated foe, and Jesus not only conquers, but also displays the spoils of his conquest. Oh, I just thought about what that says there. The pure, is heart, the pure in heart will see God. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. What is it? It is, it is loyalty to the word of the power of the blood. You know your inheritance within you is more powerful than all that is without. How many have gone to the stake and through fiery persecution? Did they desire it? Faith tried by fire and power is uh, to stand all ridicule, all slander. We need to have the faith of the Son of God, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Oh, the joy of pleasing him. No trial, no darkness, nothing is too hard for me. If only I may see the image of my Lord again and again in the melting pot. He removes the, skim the skimmings until his face is seen. When the metal reflects him, it is pure. Who is looking into our hearts? Who is the refiner? My Lord. He will remove only what will hinder. Oh, I know the love of God is working in my heart. Thought for today. You will do more in one year if you are really filled with the Holy Spirit than you could do in 50 years apart from him. Oh, that uh, just gave me chills because um, I read that the first time uh, before we went live. And I thought, there, that is my testimony. I could literally read that thought for today as my testimony because in this last two years or three years or so, that I've been in the faith in a much better place, walking with God, knowing that the Holy Spirit dwells inside me, has been such a an amazing transformation. Amen. Of uh, of just feeling His presence and knowing Him and building my relationship with Him has been just so much different than the other thirty years of walking or walking around in the religion of Christianity. Yes, uh, which has um, been you know, just, just not as powerful. <laughs> There's so many things I was going to say there and I just thought I'd settle on that. It just, it, there were parts of it where I, I, I felt good about it. I knew I was in the oh, right sure. place, but it just wasn't kicking in. It just wasn't making any sense. And I was, I was kept blaming God. Why is all this happening to me? And now within the year, uh, especially the last year, um, has really made way more sense. Yay. And I've got way more accomplished in this one year. So sorry, I went on a whole tri uh, tirade there on this very last part of it, but no, that's very um, nice. The, the um, I'm so happy that I endured all the trials Yay. and uh, stayed upright. Amen. It wasn't easy. A couple of times I fell to my knees, crawling with my face scraping oh. the dirt. Oh, the fiery trials, <laughs> the and refiner's I, fire. And I know you have a lot more to say. I have stuff to say on this, but I, I wanted to ask you about this part here where it says. Um, there must be no prayer. 
what is going on? Hold on. I got need to find the spot where he says that he. Oh, uh, oh, beloved, the enemy is a defeated foe in Jesus, not only conquers, but also displays the spoils of his conquest. What does that mean? Where are the spoils of his conquest? Where, where does he display them? Uh, in the last days. In oh. the, uh, yeah. When he returns. Wow. Are we we are to come down and rule and reign with Christ. And so that's Malachi refers to that as well. Um, that he's referring to that when Jerusalem is, re- is reunited back into one land and they come to faith and the church is there ruling and reigning with Christ and he, he will display us as his bride. And we will attend the marriage supper. Oh, it's going to be glorious. Nice. Yes. Jan so Fran- I want to- Jan Frantz says, uh, I've been refined. Finally. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. You had to throw in the finally part. Well, she said finally. I <laughs> didn't right. say it. I left that part out. <laughs> um, I don't think she means finally. Yeah, like She means at this yeah. age. Uh, I'm the same, you know, I had the same experience. So uh, I we did an interview on our Remnant Rising this past week off, uh, with, uh, oh, it was on tonight. Uh, with Marzia Amirzadeh, who is an Iranian woman that came to Christ in uh, the Islamic Republic of Iran. So it was the revolution that had occurred, and she had a couple of friends back and forth, kind of like didn't really appreciate anything that Islam had to offer. She thought it was a lot of ridiculous rules, and it was a mean God. And so she was never really much of a believer, but she lived in Iran, you know, so there was she was subject to the rules. And then her friend had turned to Christ. And so she was, you know, curious about it and then has this miraculous dream of Jesus coming to her on a white horse, picks her up off the ground and gets her on the horse. And she said, and she's hugging the horse. And she said she could feel the love of God emanating out from the horse into her. Um, She said she was just overtaken with that feeling of love. And then she had other amazing, miraculous stories. I mean, how how a woman finds Jesus in Iran. I'm sure every single one of them has a miraculous story. So, but hers was just amazing. And so you often talk about in these other, these other places that are not free and full of distraction as the United States, that those not only uh, coming to Christ can be miraculous. The devil is far more apparent. Oh yeah. So that's what I'll get to that story. Oh, okay. (laughs) So she is, so it's illegal to be a Christian in Iran. Uh, and to convert. So she's a Murtad. She's a con- convert out of Islam into Christianity. And so she's subject to the death penalty. Um, they had tried to convince her brother to kill her. Uh, eventually, she gets arrested uh, for being a Murtad, for being a, a apostate leaving Islam. And they put her in prison, in the Evan prison, the female, the worst, one of the worst prisons in the world. And they kept telling her, you know, they abused her and all kinds of horrible things that happened to her. And they kept telling her, all you have to do is write one sentence, just renounce Jesus. And she's like, you gotta be kidding me. She's like, you can do anything to me. Take my life. I don't care. Cause she was subject to the death penalty. She was on death row basically. And they, she said, what I don't, a faith. can you imagine? Can you imagine? We have, we have priests here or, uh, you know, right. And she's a 30 ish woman, you know, very pretty lady. Um, and she's like, no, I'll do I don't care if you take my life. I'm not renouncing Jesus. Wow. And so uh, the uh, couple of civil rights organizations um, intervene and get her released. And she immigrates to the United States. 
She's running for Congress. Fast forward. She builds a life here. She's running for Congress. And she just continues to have dreams of the Lord leading her on what she should do next. And she says all kinds of people come to her with advice and you need to do it this way. You need to do it that way. And she's like, I have been through the fire with my Lord Jesus Christ. And the, the way she says it, the conviction she has, and you know, she means every single word of what she says, but she's, she, her point is, is that I have been through so much with the Lord and I know him so well that there's nothing you can say to me to distract me from my mission. No devil, no human, no anything can take me off this path. And and what it reminds me of is um, something the Lord said to me early on is I didn't save you to, to torture you when I was crying about, you know, things that were upsetting me. And this is part of the point that I think Smith is making here is that the refiner's fire and the launderer's soap, what do both those things do? It refines to bring out purity. It cleans to make, bring out purity. So God only does things that will improve us. He is not trying to torture us. And it's really important to keep track of that when we're concerned, like, oh, my God, why these things happen to me? Oh, well, this trial is so painful that everything the Lord does is to make us better. It's never just to do things to harm us. And the more you've experienced that, so that's why my example with Marzia is the more you experience that kind of trial, the stronger your faith is when you come up against new trials. Here he says he will remove only what will hinder. Right. You know, he's not just trying to, you know, rip skin off. He, he's only trying to clear the path right. for us to shine in glory and reflect him more. Just what you just all talked about, along with Smith, just really explained something I was thinking the other day. And I don't know how to explain it. It was all, you know, every so often I'm just in my head uh, talking to God and trying to figure certain things out. I think I was speaking. It was I had, I had to speak. I had to. I was asked to speak at Tuffery Middle School where my daughter goes. And there was this thought that I had, I think in the preparation, it's all starting to come back to me a little bit now, is that I spent 30 years doing demonstrations all over the place, you name it, different states, countries, and Tuffery was no different. Uh, I was going to be talking about dogs and the industry and all this kind of stuff. So, and I, I think in the preparation, I was thinking, how was I going to be different than I've ever been before? Not just because it was my daughter's school. Right. But what, what, is it that God has put in me now that he wants to come that out, he, that he wants to come out. But then I was thinking that, you know, and I thought it was kind of interesting is that it, this kind of all now makes sense because I was thinking it was maybe he just wants me to be me because, because he's, he's, he's obviously left a lot of me, my personality, you know, that I have bad dad jokes and, um, and, and I was kind of thinking, why, you know, it's interesting what he leaves behind and what he takes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how to explain it. Oh yeah. Some of the qualities you're like, so you actually don't mind that because you're leaving it. You're, you're leaving it. So it can't be that bad. <laughs> yeah. As much as my kids go, 
you know, why are you saying that? You know, Dad, you're so weird. I've got some of those qualities yeah. too. <laughs> Mine are different. But it, I mean, it's kind of interesting because I was just having this discussion. Like, how is it that this is going to be so much different? Because I know personally, I'm in a different place with uh, my faith, um, and yet I'm still so much the, the same in other ways. And then in the in the end, by the time I walked over there, I I just just be a light to the kids that are listening. Absolutely. You, you're not going to be able to save, and you're not going to be able to save all the kids. You're not going to get them to all to understand what it means to be an entrepreneur, to take a passion and turn it into a business. That's what essentially what my talk was about. Because I, I, I knew that I could be talking about dog training, but I also wanted them to know that it just isn't dog training that I'm speaking to you about. I'm, I'm talking to you about taking anything, the training animals and being, um, being an expert in understanding how animals work and how they work with human beings was really my passion and how do humans interact with animals and how do that we can use them to, um, you know, help us do things, uh, police work, hunt down sure. bad guys, find narcotics, find explosives. And, and all of that was, was a, I had a passion for it from a very early age. I want to be a dolphin trainer, a whale trainer at SeaWorld. That was my first passion. Never made it because I couldn't stand chemistry and I hate math. So, <laughs> and I had to do a lot of that to get into the universities. And I go, no, not so much interested in that. Um, but I wanted them to understand that they could take a passion. I said, if your passion is maybe sports, for instance, but maybe you're not tall enough to be a basketball player for the NBA, or maybe you're not fast enough to be a you know, running back, but that's your passion. What is it you can do within that passion? Maybe you can be a, a, a sports announcer. Maybe you can be a trainer. Uh, maybe you could be a coach, but you chase that passion. And then someday you can carry that passion on and never make money if you don't want to and, and write books and become known for that. Or you can make it your living like I was able to do. I was able, able to take a passion and make a really good living and still to this, to this day on that passion. And that's what I wanted God to help me with is to spark maybe interest, right. spark interest in children to take their passion and work hard towards, um, you know, having fun with it and enjoying it first. And that was another message I had. And then, um, you know, pursue it maybe as a career. But, uh, and I think that would go with even being the pastor, having a, um, a passion for Christ. Amen. And uh, in taking that in, in, in planning a church, like our friend, my friend, I didn't get, didn't get a chance to meet him very long. But Marty, my neighbor, he suddenly was a, a uh, he worked for Orkin. Yeah. And uh, decided, you know what? I'm going to be a pastor. So he went to school and, uh, and got, his, cool. got his degree and planted a church, which was in Tuffrey. Funny enough, that's where their church was first Aww. in Tuffrey. And now it's in Idaho and it's flourishing. And I sent, I've so sent people there in Idaho. So sorry, that went a really long ways. Sorry. <laughs> I can see the look on your eye. Really? <laughs> what look is that? Did I lose consciousness? It's the, are you done? <laughs> I just, I, I, I just have a short attention span. Yeah. Are you still awake? No, that was fantastic. Are you people still awake out there? They're still on. <laughs> they didn't leave. I just said fi very finely refined is what I meant. Yes. Thank you, Jan. <laughs> you corrected yourself very nicely there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Now it's your turn to talk, Schnookums. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go to... Uh... Malachi 3, unless you wanted to continue on with my discussion. 
<laughs> no, I was, I was trying to remember where you started. Like, what was, <laughs> how did you get on that point? Is that he never takes you to hurt you? How did you get on that point about the story? Because I just, I like, uh... it was about using, leaving stuff behind, so leaving okay. some of me behind. He didn't take everything. He okay. just took the things that would hinder me. Ah, uh -huh. okay. The refiner's fire. Yeah, how did you forget that? Nice. I didn't go on for no, that long. No, but I didn't understand. Because see, the scripture, the reading doesn't specifically say he leaves behind what he likes. He says well, he takes what hinders you. But from that, hmm. you supposed that he leaves what he likes, which is quite possibly an accurate other half of the equation says here, uh, your heart will be established by the grace of the spirit, which doesn't crush, but refines. Right. Doesn't destroy, but enlarges. And he takes what hinders you. Exactly. <laughs> so what's left must be what's good. Amazing. Right now, I am at, I'm, I'm the best you're going to get right now. <laughs> 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 this right here? That's the... <laughs> Is what God has given you. No, you know what? That's what? not true because I've, I've lost some other stuff. Literally every, I'd say at least every, in the past six weeks, every week you're getting better. <laughs> like, I can't imagine what you're going to be like in two months. You're going to like, you're going to glow. You're going to like walk. You're going to walk on air. <laughs> I seriously, I'm watching an exponential growth in you. Day, day by day. And to be honest, and this is not, this is not like a tit for tat type of thing, but the same, it's a reflection of you too. No. Oh yeah, for sure. There's things that I've seen what normally would have knocked you off your, <laughs> your game. Like you would have like, just would have like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, and it doesn't, I see, I kind of get like, so like, I go like close my eyes. Like when the, when the, the, the fuse is like, and it's hitting the part where it's going to, what happened? And you, you put out the little <laughs> little fuse. Back at you. Yes. And it's just not. I'm just telling you, there's, there is this growth. It's each of us individually, and then each of us is a couple. Amen. And then the third, the third strand would make The sense. biggest strand of all. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, people, I'm sorry. You are, uh, we're supposed to be speaking to you, not to just each other. Um, so let's read uh, Malachi 3, my love. The coming messenger. Behold, I send my messenger. Oh, and this is a prophetic scripture about the forerunner of Jesus. I presume when they mean forerunner, they were talking about John the Baptist, but it's also prophetic about the Lord and the regathering of Israel. Behold, I send my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasant to the Lord as in the days of old, as in former years. And I will come near you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against sorcerers, against adulterers, against perjurers, against those who exploit wage earners and widows and orphans, and against those who turn away the foreigner because they do not fear me, 
says the Lord of hosts. For I am the Lord and I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings, you are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. There, there may be food in my house and try me now on this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine bear, fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed. For you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Your words have been harsh against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken against you? You have said it is useless to serve God. What profit is it that we keep his ordinance and that we have walked as mourners before the Lord of hosts? So now we call the proud blessed for those who do wickedness are raised up. They even tempt God and go free. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I shall make them my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. So none of this would have made any sense to me, really, unless I was in this book study of the book of Ezekiel. And I got to say, studying the scriptures, the Old Testament prophetic scriptures like Nehemiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel, and now I've learned Malachi was one of them as well. Uh, Malachi is a contemporary of Nehemiah and Ezra, so he was around after the captivity of Babylon when they're rebuilding the temple. But I think it's uh, it's really beautiful to understand that the Lord will regather Israel back. So after the tribulation, when the Lord comes back the second time, he comes back. Because remember, we're raptured. Whenever you believe the rapture occurs, the church is harpazo. The, the church goes up with Christ and comes back down. So the beginning of the Bible and the end of the Bible is about the Israelites. And... So this description is how the Lord never forsakes his promises to them and that he will come back and regather them and they will be blessed and they will be holy. He will be their God and they will be his people. And it's just this beautiful love story that God says that no matter what you did to me, I will, I will redeem you. And I, I will never break my promises to you. If you read about the stuff that the, that the Levite priest did, it was, oh my God, it was so horrible. They were horrible. I mean, they were having sex in the temples. They were sacrificing food to idols. I mean, it was abominable what they did to Balaam and worshiping of idols. And the Lord still allows them in the new temple to be um, in charge. They're not allowed to come into the holy sanctuary, but they are allowed to minister to the people. And one branch of them will be doing the offerings as well. But it's just that the amount of mercy and forgiveness that God has for us is, is boundless. I guess they were so bad. It's no wonder that he uses words like using fire to refine them and soap. 
<laughs> I mean, it was bad. You guys are so nasty, dirty. We're gonna bad. we're gonna use a flamethrower to clean you up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the seven days of trib. I mean, the seven years of the tribulation mm. is will be fire. You survive that, you're either a cockroach <laughs> or a beloved. Because it's so interesting because there are, so uh, there, um, in Revelation, it says how, is it Revelation, Genesis, uh, it's either Revelation or Matthew 24, where the Lord talks about separating the sheeps and the goat. And so there are people who survive the trib and still don't believe. It's like cockroaches. Like, I just don't know how you could survive all of that and still not have faith. So, uh, this Malachi book, I don't know that much about it. I just looked to see it's four chapters, so it's really small. Yeah. And uh, we learned something about it being it's a, Malachi means what? Messenger. Messenger. So, it may not even actually be his name. Mm -hmm. So, it could be like Joe the messenger. It could be Fred. Jehovah. <laughs> oh. Not Probably wouldn't have called him Jehovah because that's too holy of a name, but you never know. Jehoshaphat. Um, but yeah, 450 I, BC. I mentioned, yeah, that he was a contemporary of Nehemiah and Ezra nice. after the captivity in Babylon. Wow, what a time in history. If, uh, if I were to go back in time, I don't think I'd want to go then. No. I think I'd skip that. that time. No, <laughs> I want to go to the time of Jesus. Yeah. Oh, that would be, that would be definitely the Besides then, is there any other time that's in the Bible that you would have liked to, that you could, if you could visit? The garden. Oh, really? Adam and Eve? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I still, I, I can't wrap my mind around why they would have left God's presence for an apple. I, I, I just can't wrap my head around that. <laughs> I still, I'm going to get up there and ask. I'm going to be like, Eve, what, like, what was it? Imagine if you could stop her and then how that would change everything. Like yeah. Everything would change. You can go back to, uh, oh my gosh, what's that author? Or get him to have man up, manned <laughs> up enough to have stopped her. Yes. Come on, dude. <laughs> I understand, though. <laughs> Typical man response. Sometimes, you women are so you women are so intimidating. No, not intimidating. It's sometimes just easier to say. Okay, go ahead, lovey, but right, you don't. Have to, yeah, go ahead, and then you bite it too. Well, I mean, yeah. it would have been one thing if you said, "Okay, go ahead," but I'm not joining you. You're great, great. Yeah, so I'm sticking here with God. I don't know what. Here, let me get another rib. Yeah. <laughs> or I don't know what's gonna happen to you, but you do you, boo. But I'm I'm staying right here. Did you not hear? Did you yeah. not hear what he said? Exactly. <clears throat> Yeah, that was that. You're right. You're right there. I'll give you that one. See, see. <laughs> All right. Let's see what Jan also said. He who is, he who is he says he, he. is who he says he is. Wow. It's so Amen. much easier to understand when you read it. <laughs> <laughs> All on Elon Musk says what, Teddy? Side questions. In your view, when you have time, why does Jesus say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me when he is, in fact, God in the flesh? Oh, uh, Muslims ask me this all the time because they say God has forsaken him. And he says at that moment when he says this, this is my understanding. And from what I've learned that uh, 
at that moment, he is carrying all of humanity's sin. And it's at that point that God looks away so that he could carry that sin um, and nail it to the cross. So he is actually covered in that sin at that moment. Um, and then he says, why have you forsaken me? Meaning this is that it was that moment in which he had to carry that sin and then it passes. So it is, it is an indication, not that God had actually forsaken him, but he is in the flesh carrying the sin of all of humanity. And so he's saying that to God, the father that you'd given me this burden, just like he did in the garden of Gethsemane, where he said in the, uh, Garden of Gethsemane, where he said, oh, Lord, if you could take this cup from me, but thy will be done. So there is, even though he's God incarnate, he's still the God man where he has this flesh. And so he has this relationship with God, the father, where he speaks to him. And there's still a distinction between the two of them. Same with God, the Holy Spirit. There's a distinction between the Holy Spirit and Christ. That's where I was going to go is that he, he was still had the relationship, the right. father and son. God gave his only begotten son right. to die for us. That's a really good question. Thank you, all on hope Elon that, Musk. Hope that provides some food for thought. All in on Elon Musk. That's a really <laughs> that's a good name. Um, oh, sorry. I went on the wrong thing. Um, shoot, I had something that uh, I wanted to say about that. But Oh, he says thank you. <laughs> that's a cute emoji. You're welcome. It's interesting that... Um, you say that that's a question that Muslims ask you. Yes. And, and it's, I guess it would be common is that they're, they're, it's almost like what Jesus was going through when the Pharisees tried to add, try to trick him with questions. <laughs> right. They said, Oh, if you're so great, right. You know, and I forget what there was one. Satan but, did that to him too. Uh, if you are the son of man, why can't you throw yourself from the mountain uh, um, and survive? won't your God catch you? And he's like, yes, but God is not one that should be tempted. Hmm. Challenged. Yeah, there was another one that the Pharisees too, that, that was a, it's a really popular one that of course I cannot think of what it is right now. Uh, but they challenged him all the time. Yeah. It's almost like saying, can God make a, make a stone that's so big that even he can't lift it? <laughs> well and they said well if you were god why didn't you get yourself down from the cross they were saying that to him while he was up there this had to happen king of the Jews. it had to happen this is how it was laid out this was the plan and that's how our sins are forgiven by his atonement without he, it we don't have eternal security and was it the nails that held him to the cross or was it his love for us that held him to the cross love for us. <laughs> sorry that was a post i had on, on social media he says, yes. And Jesus answered him. It is also written. Do not put the Lord, your God to the test. Exactly. Absolutely. Very nice. I love our, our, our we haven't had a visitor from Twitch in a long time. So yes. thank you all in on Elon Musk. We really appreciate that. Um, I wish I could remember what I was going to talk about on that other question, but I'm sure it was spectacular. And I'm, I'm betting that you're pretty happy that uh, I forgot what it was. No, <laughs> not true. I got you. Very cool. Um, what do we have coming up this weekend? I'm trying to think what we have. Oh, we're going to yeah. spend time with my daughter, my oldest daughter. Yes, she's going to cook for us. That's, That's very floor. exciting. She just moved. That doesn't happen very often. So I have an older daughter. You guys know that we have uh, five other children. 
that yes. are all in them. Uh, they hear about all the time. elementary school, uh, middle school, and high school. Two of them in high school. And but I have an older daughter who is uh, just who has just moved to Irvine uh, from. She used to live right next to us, but now she lives in Irvine, and uh, she's going to be making dinner. It's a pretty exciting time. Very exciting. And she's not a believer. She believes in God, but not. And so maybe we'll have a divine appointment there tomorrow. Maybe. That'll be pretty interesting. Her friends, funny enough, her friends are Christians. Of the guys, the band yeah. guys? Oh, neat. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I'm hoping one of these days that they'll have a divine appointment. Oh, sure. It'll, it'll rub off. Uh, and then we have, uh, we'll be going to Friends Church tomorrow. In the early in evening. Tomorrow, yeah. And then Sunday is Cavalry. Yeah, so if any of you that are watching... Um, that are locally here in the Yorba Linda area or uh, Chino Hills. Uh, we would love to see you at one of those places. Come by and say, hey, we had a friend, Marcos. Came yeah, by. we were just going to mention that, yeah. Marcos. We were just going to mention that Marcos came by and said, hi, it was so nice to meet him in person. So if any of you guys are fellow churchgoers and you're at second service, please come and say hi to us. Yes, we'll be there. Are we there at second service? Were there? Yeah, why are we not? That's no, I just want to make sure. Because oh. every so often we have something that we have to go to either the first service, which we've done once. <laughs> the seven o'clocker? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then that's, that's not, we're not making that a habit. No. <laughs> I actually would like to do that because then it, it's, uh, we're done. And then we have the rest of the day. When we go to the second one, it, you know. I, I like it picking up the yeah, day. That's okay. And Marcos uh, seems It's the it. Lord's Day. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I don't want it to cram it in the morning like it's a workout. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's just because let's get it done so we have the day free how do you guys feel about that on church is it that it's just it's church day and it doesn't matter when it's at uh or <laughs> some of you like to get it early on and that way you can re and do the rest of the day with god doing other things yeah <laughs> like going to the mall going they to the usually beach. do not involve god <laughs> brunch a champagne brunch uh -huh. uh, with uh, mimosas. Mimosa. 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 <laughs> um, so let us know what you guys like to do. Uh, that would be good. Uh, what else we got going on, Levy? It's, it feels we odd go, because we only have one bit of scripture. Normally we have four. It's five 42 feet. minutes. I think we could say goodnight. Oh, it's been 42 minutes? Yes. Shoot, I didn't even look at the clock there. You've been chit-chatting a lot. Well, I'm just waiting. I want a little bit more interaction from our folks that are watching. I can see there are only three people have watched, but we have way more of that watching. Oh, okay. Like hundreds. <laughs> we need a little bit, a few more comments. The comments are what drives the broadcast to all these social media platforms. So if you could just say hi, maybe put in a emoji of some sort, that would be very helpful. You know what we should probably do? Because you're looking at me like that. <laughs> tell them about this fantastic app well the reason i was the reason i was doing that is because you are very focused on our live audience but we yes. but we do literally have thousands of people that are downloading it and who have to listen to us talk about they, stuff they don't you see. know they write me privately and say you know the fa my favorite part of your broadcast is when you ramble on towards the end <laughs> that's <laughs> you don't hear from these people but i hear from them all the time because they know better they know better than in the, your dreams <laughs> Oh, is that what it, they're talking it, to? It might have been a dream. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue to ramble Please, on. We love your musings. <laughs> it's our favorite part. 
folks, we are part of the Edify Christian Podcast Network. If you haven't checked it out, please do and subscribe. Check out the other content. There's some great um, talent on there. We just happen to get lucky and be included. (laughs) This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. You can take the URL from one of your shows mm-hmm. and put it in comments. Or we can do that and in the podcasting platform that we use to upload the podcast, we can put it in the description, the URL in the description. Um, I know. I wanted to share Marcia's interview. Like literally send that out on our podcast platform oh we could do that we could, oh, we could I'll, I'll tell you how to do that later on side conversation yes i'm i'm pretty sure you know these people want to hear my musings and not an explanation on how to do a podcast <laughs> so some people do come to you for such things hey mimi nice to see you do you know can mimi? you no. Oh, you said that with such enthusiasm. I know. Hi, I've, Amy. I've learned to do that because I forget people's names all the time. And so she's got a very cool American, e- American Eagle. Oh, yeah, icon. that is very cool. Yeah. Uh, but I like her last name, Mimi Zanzucci. I like it. That's really cool. I want that last name. I'm going to change You already changed your last name once. I added, I didn't change. Your whole, I all added. your children have a different last name than you. Well. <laughs> <laughs> his children have his former dog's last <laughs> His former dog's name. <laughs> when you think about it. So now you're going to make me explain. His, all of his children are named after his dog. Right, because my dog is tattooed on my shoulder. See, there's yes. my dog. Oops. Right. Oops, so that's the, all of their last name, and he's Jimenez. Okay, listen. Jimenez. So now I got to explain. Just give me, t- just give me ten seconds. My real name is Penelli Zanzucci. Whoa, that's Pinelli. an awesome name. Penelli. Penelli Zanzucci. Have you ever known anybody named Penelli? I have not. That's interesting. Mimi, I am still be. Oops, Mimi, I'm still behind you in the alphabet. <laughs> Uh, what okay jen see now i have to explain but please make it i'll make it short okay listen (laughs) first of all in anaheim police department we changed to a uh a schedule from five (laughs) eight you gotta be kidding me you're starting from the anaheim no well that's where it has to start from the anaheim police department why can't you just eat your dog no because that's not how it happened you brought it up now you got to sit here and you got to take it. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> All right. So I only work three days a week at Anaheim Police Department. That's our schedule, three twelves. And so four days a week, I began doing other work in, in the dog training business. I started training a bunch of police dogs and trained uh, at contracts with agencies. And then I gained knowledge um, and began to get on television and began to write books. So at you the famous. same time. At the same time, 
I was uh, became a detective in sex crimes and I became involved in what we call papering child molesters and rapists, where I would have to go and attack them with papers. Anytime they moved into a neighborhood, we would go put their name and their image on people's doors and on cars. It's actually it's kind called, of a cool story. It's called papering um, a, a, you know, a child molester so that everybody would know. They began to threaten me and say they were going to kill me. And they were after me. That's when you turned into Andy Falco. So then in the business on my days off, I became Andy Falco because my the name of the company was Falco Canine Academy or Falco Enterprises Incorporated. So Falco's I, the dog. Yeah, Falco, I named it after my dog because my dog saved my life. He, the guy was going to kill me. The dog found him and he took the guy down and the guy couldn't shoot me. And he dropped the gun and gave up. So I named my company after him. So, so Andy has to tell this story at every PTA meeting because otherwise <laughs> nobody can understand why all five of his children don't have his last name. Hold on. I'm almost there. So on my, in my private life with the company, it just began to grow because I was single at the time. People would meet me and they go, oh, are you Mr. Falco? And I'd say, no, I'm Mr. Jimenez. I'm the owner of the business. But it became very difficult because people Come on began now. to think it was Tell- Falco. So then I write a book and I do it under the pen name Andy Falco. And so it just began to be this thing because then I had a six-year-old daughter at the time and I was protecting her. So I just kind of kept it that way for a little while. But her so last name is Jimenez. Her last name is Jimenez. <laughs> yes. But- so she got the full protection of having yeah. his real last name. <laughs> Then he fell in love with this white chick who's so like, chick, I'm not going to be yeah, named Jimenez. I don't want to be Mexican. And so <laughs> I want to take on the last name Falco. And so everybody thought my name was Falco anyway. So I just said, Whatever. And you said, okay. I said, okay. I, 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 don't, I really don't care at this point in my life. Uh, because most people on my private life began to think my last name was Falco. It just grew and I, I couldn't shake it. So I said, okay. And I just added it to my name. So it's Andre Brian Falco Jimenez is my entire name. And she decided, well, I'm just going to take the Falco part of that name. And then that's how it happened. And it's continued on. So that's the story. So I didn't name my children after my dog. <laughs> Technically, you did. <laughs> you had but a lot of steps in between there in even, your mind. Before I even met her i was already on television as andy falco on the discovery channel and but uh, and, and Matt, that's Matt the name Joe. after your dog yes yes so you can... I, I i i i guarantee i i not guarantee i i admit that i created this problem yes but i was really i thought it was the better thing to do having the pen name falco and thought it was also thought it was a great marketing thing it was it's a great name and it, it was served me well on television. I became an eight-time number one best-selling author under that name. Oh, so it just kind of stuck. What are you gonna do? Thank you, Mimi, for being hilarious. You know, you two have me crying. <laughs> <laughs> so it's much more of a deeper story than naming my kids after my dog. <laughs> We're talking about years, anyways. You know, about a ten to fifteen-year process of writing books, getting on television, and it became a thing, and then. It okay, be, how many times have you told us you've been on television? And well, I'm just saying, it's just when people start calling you Falco because they, oh, I saw you on TV. You're Andy Falco. You're Andy Falco. Oh, hey, you're uh-huh. Andy Falco. Will you sign my book, Andy Falco? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I have to explain, but when you took it to. Long story short. That was a short, that's the short story. There's what? You want more? Oh, no, and then, no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
you know what is funny though i do have to tell this part of the story is that there, there is, oh my gosh i love you Shnugum. no you don't i do i bet you mimi loves me more than you love me <laughs> that's not true mimi zen zuzuchi zenzuchi okay, okay uh, we get it see <laughs> even jan with that super amazing grace and patience she has. Well, she's the one who made me do it because it's her fault because she said, what? <laughs> she, she caused me to have to make sure and, and tell the story. Oh, so anyway, the funny thing. There is a funny thing. Will you let me tell the story without making a face? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I really. You have a lot of making up. My back really itches. <laughs> I'm going to need some back scratching for this whole thing. Um is that there's many people who attacked me saying that I went into hiding and changed my name. Ah. <laughs> it comes up it comes up in the trials that I testify in. It comes up Ooh. on blogs against Falco Canine Academy because you know you have competition in the dog training world. That's how I brutal. that's how I became a honeypot when I took uh, my scarf off. Yeah. <laughs> they go, "Oh, do you see how he uses a different name his real name is Jimenez?" And uh, he's, it's because he was wanted and he committed some horrible crimes and he's in hiding. Yeah, I'm in hiding. <laughs> read me. I've been school board meetings. Read Mimi's comment. Oh, uh, go ahead. Read it. You read it. Grew up in Anaheim, read your book, Falco, and met you back in 2005. You trained three of our German shepherds. Uh-huh. <laughs> See that? See? So she knows you're, you've been on TV and wrote books right. and blah, 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 uh, blah. Me and Caesar Milan. Okay, enough already out of you. <laughs> We're going now, folks. It's Friday night. You've had enough of our shenanigans. ABC, NBC, CBS. I've been on all the channels. Anything? Um, anything? Oh, that, <laughs> the Holy Spirit just left. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's right left. here. He left. He's right he's here. He's like, Andy, I'm not, I'm not sitting here for this. All right. All right, guys. Mimi, thanks for joining us and causing all this to happen. <laughs> We love you guys. Did we already play the? Uh, yeah, we the, did. The, the we did. Are you sure? Have a wonderful. I don't remember week. playing it. Stop. <laughs> All right, my friends. We love you guys. Thanks for putting up with Hedia. I know this is has not been easy, but we love you. God bless. Have a great night. <laughs>